Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, stand on. Hang on. Oh, for God's sake. I've just knocked my fin over. Right, are we ready? Yes, been ready for the last 20 minutes. Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast... Am I recording? Yeah. The podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern day life, aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, what do you do if you smash your phone two days after getting it without insurance? And how do you deal with a lazy colleague? It'll better not be aimed at me. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, producer Ben? Oh, <laughs> how rude. <laughs> I, I don't get what's going on. Is he on this series? Is he not? Who's my co-host? I don't I don't know what's going on anymore. No, I am still your co-host. Things haven't got that oh. weird. Oh, okay. Okay. But we're not your usual agony ants, are we, William Hansen, UK's leading etiquette expert? No, we're not, Jordan North radio presenter. I'm more Sandringham, whilst you're more Billy Bearham. Boom boom. <laughs> Sand- Sandringham. Why did you Well no, that's not how you pronounce it, but I decided to, for the benefit of the joke, uh, adapt. Uh, ham- I hammed it up. Hammed it uh, up, So yes. thank you. Um, and thank you to Rory Dice for sending that one in. Of course, when we started Series 5, the last sort of normal series of help, I sexed my boss. We had just entered a, a national lockdown in the UK. And it's nice to know that two series later, we've come so far in the UK and we're back in lockdown. And so we are recording remotely from our homes. Yes, uh, such are the times. Never did we think when we started Series 5 that we'd be in enough. I thought it'd last about six weeks. The lockdown or Series 5? No, both. I thought it'd last about six weeks and then we'd be back in the pubs and it'd be great. And yeah, Um, but we're back. 
We're back. We're here to help. We're here, hopefully, to entertain and just take your mind off what's going out there for a short while. Remember, if you want to help with something, then you can tweet at SextedMyBoss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at SextedMyBoss.com or you can write to William Hanson, who promises a handwritten reply. He will reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, SextedMyBoss.com. Also, if you're enjoying what we're doing during this current lockdown we always enjoy reading the nice reviews on itunes so you can leave them whenever and wherever you like well right on itunes i've got my g and d poured obviously gin and de bonnet as we've said many times before but for the benefit of new listeners it's one part gin two parts de bonnet with ice a slice of lemon or orange uh it's, it's wonderful the favorite drink of the late queen mother it's our signature drink as well it's our signature drink it is Where, where's yours uh i'm I'm okay. Don't go mad. I'm not doing dry jan. I'm doing part dry jan. Um, well, what bits? What do you mean part dry jan? I, I'm just doing it till the sixteenth. That means just why? Because, because, What's happening on the sixteenth? Um, just because I couldn't be bothered doing the full month, and I did the month a full month a couple of years ago, uh, and I said never again. So um, yeah, that's mainly why uh, I just didn't want to do. Uh, it's a bit half-hearted. Yeah, I'm also being veggie as well for the month. God, I've turned into Ben, haven't I? What's the point of getting out of bed in the morning? <laughs> well, I say veggie, but um, I had some chicken nuggets yesterday, so it's kind of right gone down the pan a bit. Should we crack on with the episode? <laughs> yes, well, look, I've got. have you got anything to drink that we can do a toast with? Uh, yeah, I've got some water. Oh, live dangerously. Well, you, you raise your water, I'll In raise my D. Ben type flask, a little... <laughs> what are they called, these flasks? It's called a save the dolphin flask. My save the dolphin flask. So, cheers. Cheers. Uh, let's let's toast Series 7. To Series 7. Series I seven. promise you, Gene Divas, next week I'm going to be having my first drink by then. So, yeah. And, and I can be fun without alcohol. Woo, really? Look at me. Yeah, woo! I don't need a drink to to, to be funny. Did you yeah. drink at all in the castle? Um, we had I had two two pints of Guinness when we did the um, the the pub. What was it called the pub, the castle yeah. inn? And then I had a, a a Guinness with my final feast. Okay, well, so that was that was really right at the end of it. So you managed to be fun for a couple of weeks without alcohol. So let's let's yeah, hope the next thirty minutes and you can be fun. Bear in mind, like that was three pints across three weeks. Usually, sometimes they have three pints before a show. So <laughs> <laughs> that'll explain it. So yeah. Anyway, um, if you're listening to us for the first time, this is uh, our podcast. We are here to help me and William act as agony uncles i say we act we're pretty much our agony aunts now aren't we yeah um we will be reading out your letters and correspondence very soon we offer modern day advice and also we will start how we usually start william how's your week been my love uh my week well i've I've started a new job uh since christmas yeah yeah it's going all right a slightly difficult employer from time to time um i have become your pa (laughs) <laughs> oh god <laughs> how you you suggested this in fact you texted me the other day saying you're a good little pa or if i think you said little which i hate yeah because well just no your life's very busy and 
you you know you've got to a stage where you need someone to sort of make sure you're you're texting the right people sending messages to to the right people at the right time and in the right place and uh, it needs someone that is you know got a good grip and as you know well that's me <laughs> Right, why? Because a couple of people have messaged you saying, will you just pass this on to Jordan? That kind of thing. Doesn't mean Hmm. you're my PA. Uh, Excuse me, you suggested that I'm your PA? No, I just said that you reminded me to to message your brother because he's starting a new show, BBC Radio Bristol. You asked me to. Yeah. It's Um, a fun job. It's a nice job because I feel we've, we've... just we've professionalised our friendship. Why does this feel weird? Why are you being weird? What that you're you're my master and I will do anything that you tell me to. <laughs> Christ, it's Mikey away this week or something. He's currently at work. <laughs> He's out on building site in this weather. Yeah, well, you know those houses don't build themselves. It's bitter. It's bitter out there today. It's absolutely bitter. Yeah, don't worry, you're not my PA. You're still a friend to me, as well as a very, very important personal assistant. (laughs) You're a VIPA. Thank you. you Viper. (laughs) Yeah, you're my little Viper. There you go. You're my very important personal assistant. And I've been lost without you. So many people have wanted to see your Viper. And here I am. Wow. Okay. Which actually is going to lead me into something that I want to talk about. Viper okay. Vault. Oh my God, Viper Vault. You can be locked in a box with me wriggling all over you. <laughs> happy place. Happy place. I, th- I, th- I thought we weren't going to mention the castle. What? Well, too late, love. I, th- I thought we weren't going to mention it this series. Okay. No more mentions. Um, Let's pretend you never did that show. Okay. Should we also talk about, have you got over the fact about the Mary Poppins thing yet? Well, so on our Christmas episode, I revealed to you that I had gone onto your Instagram account to see how many famous people now followed you post that thing that you didn't do that we're not talking about. No, I'm not ashamed of it. It was the best thing, it was the best experience of my life. You just told me not to talk about it. Yeah, because I I just I'm a dead conscious of it now. Like every time I mention it, like all my mates go beep 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 beep. They set off an alarm. I go oh in the castle. They go beep 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 beep. So I'm like conscious about talking about it. Ben says, don't worry, he'll put the bleep in in post. And I said that the actress who plays Mary Poppins on stage in the West End, Zizi Strallen followed you on Twitter. And obviously, that slightly triggered me. And Insta. And Instagram. Um, it, it triggered me because, obviously, she's wonderful. It's Mary Poppins. It's my favourite show. I've seen it 19 times. And, uh, yeah, you then decided to follow her back just to annoy me. And this went out in the episode, and uh, a few people got in touch with her to tell her to listen, uh, including friend of the podcast, Wayne Perry. And Zizi then heard it, put it on her Instagram story, and very sweetly... Uh, followed me. It's obviously, it's a pity follow, but it's a follow nonetheless. I'll take my victories where I can. And Oh my God, this is big. Mary Poppins is following you. Mary Poppins is now following me. Has now been extended. I don't know whether you saw uh, last week on my Instagram, but on my bedroom wall, we've now got a little uh, trio of artwork uh, and I got commissioned three watercolours of the different forms of Mary. So I've got Julie Andrews from the original film, 
I've got Zizi Strallen, the musical Mary, and then I've got Emily Blunt in Mary Poppins Returns in frames, three frames, down the sort of between the two windows in the bedroom. And I put this on social media and tagged Zizi and then had to basically say, I hope you don't find this too creepy that I've nailed you against my bedroom wall. Again, D&D, he's been waiting for that line all week. If you're just joining us for the first time uh, and listening to this podcast, um, I'd just like to stress that William Hansen is not actually a virgin, although it does sound like it. He, um, so bloody rude. He has a very healthy and active sex life. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> he is a very strange human being who I love dearly, who I love dearly and entirely with all my heart, but he does have three pictures of Mary Poppins nailed to But can I just say, because of COVID, I obviously couldn't get a handyman in to do that. All other pictures in this flat have been put up by someone else. But I had to do it myself. And so I had to Google, um, I Googled on YouTubed how to put up a picture. And I sat and watched a wonderful video by Wix, had their name on it, and watched that video. And then had to sort of kept pausing it and checking what I was doing. And I did it all myself. Took me, took me an hour. But I think that's a new stage of butchness that I have reached. (laughs) Says it all about you not putting up one picture in your house. That says, uh, because I, uh, yeah, I I can't get people in. I can't. Uh, When you said Wix, it wasn't Joe Wix, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, that. Hammer the nail, put it on the wall, pick, done, bosh. (laughs) Like Christ. (laughs) Hammer it in, hammer, screwdriver, nail, spirit level. Bosh! Okay. All right, Joe, we get it. Hammer the nail! Joe, I've done it. Carry on hammering! <laughs> Straight in the picture! Bosh! Here's an MBE. Um, no, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. It was the DIY store uh, in the UK. Yeah, I'd, Ben makes a good point. Why didn't you get Mikey, uh, your builder boyfriend, to do it? He was out, and I wanted to surprise him. And I said, oh, I when you come home, I'm going to surprise you with three Marys in the bedroom. And I did. Oh, you should have waited for me, Flower. I would have put them up for you. No no problem, Cocker. Go on, go and make us a brew and I'll have a look. Oh, you've done a good job there. Oh, it's going to be mood this. Get on that bed, you little minx, you. Yeah, that's exactly how it went. It's funny that because you um, got a tweet from your idol. I got one from mine on New Year's Eve. Oh, did you? Who's your idol? My ultimate. Okay, I got this message. Happy New Year, Jordan. Hope 2021 is fantastic one for you and your family. Do you know who that was from? Could be from anyone, to be honest. It was from Robbie Blake. Oh, not the Robbie Blake. The Robbie Blake, my favourite. The Robbie Blake? The, you don't know who he is, do you? No, no idea. He's my favourite ever Burnley player, okay? And it's the first time he tweeted me. And I, I, I have to apologise because I often get drunk and slide into his DMs telling him how much I love him and saying, that goal you scored against Wolves was... Oh, that free kick against Preston North End. Or I love you more than you'll ever know, Robbie. So um, it, that was the first tweet. And I was really cool in my response and my reply. Mm. Okay, I went... Life made! Thanks, Robbie! Happy New Year to you and your family! My favourite ever Burnley player! Well, it's no Jay Rodriguez. Oh! Ho, ho, ho. Get you in a football pants! Is Jay Rod your favourite? Jay Rod is my favourite. And, and when we go to Burnley next, you know, probably in about five years' time at this rate, we're going to go for a pint 
with him, and J- or maybe Jay and I will share a D in the down the miners. You've got a little soft spot for Jay, haven't you? Yes, you do, don't you? <laughs> you do. I've noticed well, that. You keep mentioning. He was very nice. He's very charming. Yeah, he's a, oh, he's a he's a great lad. Really good guy. Do you? Don't watch. Do you fancy Jay a bit? Oh no, no, not really. No, I mean you know my type. It's Sean Mendes and Tom Holland. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, <laughs> God, God bless him, doesn't look massively like either, but he had a very nice personality. Do you like long hair? No. In... Oh, because Sean Mendes has got long hair. No, I know. I've gone off him because he looks like the hotel inspector now. As my, I mean, I love Alex Polizzi. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Mikey and I, Mikey and I watched about 20 episodes over Christmas of that on, on streaming services. But uh, there's a time and a place. Shawn Mendes is Shawn Mendes. Alex Polizzi is Alex Polizzi. Before I forget, um, did your mum and dad get my Christmas card? They did. I told you. They loved it. And I then found out, of course, I didn't go to my parents uh, as planned for Christmas, but I found out that uh, they put you, not only did they put you on the family shelf, <gasps> and then they told me, once the Christmas cards came down, that they have then put your Christmas card in the special file. What's the special file? Well, it's, it's a series of things that they want to treasure, you know, for when they're old, to look back over. Now, bear in mind that since, I think, 1992, my parents, every year that there has been what we'll call a blue Prime Minister, have got a Christmas card from the Prime Minister. <laughs> they, those cards have never been kept. They've never gone on the family shelf. <laughs> But somebody does three weeks on ITV and you're on the family shelf. Wait, are you telling me your mum and dad have got Christmas cards from sitting Prime Ministers? Yes. Are you joking? No. Shut the front door. They just get put anywhere in the house. You go on the family shelf. Your mum and dad got a Christmas card from David and Samantha Cameron? Yes. And Maggie Thatcher? Um... Do you know, I don't know. I mean, like, look, Maggie Thatcher stopped being Prime Minister in 1991. I was two, so I, I can't really remember. It was actually, it was actually 1990, but anyway. Oh. Yeah, just uh, FYI. It's 1990. Shut the front door. And it was uh, John Major in 94, 1990 to 97. So, yeah. Anyway. I feel shamed. Did they have one from John Major? Yes. God. Well, they, they had many. Jeez. Because, as we now know, he was Prime Minister from 1990 to 1997. Wow. But they they just get tossed in the bin in January. You, special file. Have you got any cards in there? No, probably not. They've probably kept all of James's. I was just going to say, because you're second fiddle to James. Oh, like, William, William said to me... Can we okay. rephrase that? Well, he's the favourite. Okay. William said to me, for years he said, oh, James is Wonderboy. They adore James, <laughs> right? And then when I actually met... William's mum and dad for the first time, you can see it, the way they talk about it. <laughs> Darling, we, we watched the full Liverpool match for 90 minutes, even though my James wasn't here. We watched it. We love him. We love him. Oh, James is wonderful. He's marvellous. Um, yeah. There was a time when we were on holiday in America and we were in New York for a couple of nights and they wanted to go and see a show. Now, obviously, you can guess which show I went to go and see. Uh, and I said, no, I'm going to go and see Mary Poppins at the New Amsterdam Theatre. And, uh, you know, if that was James that went, oh, I want to go and see Mary Poppins, they'd be there. They all went off and sat, sat through Jersey Boys, which is a kick in the teeth on so many levels. <laughs> so I was there on my own at Mary Poppins, you know, doing all that. <laughs> and um, they're off watching Jersey Boys, which is an inf- inf- such an inferior show on so many levels. 
Oh, I don't know. If I'm honest, I prefer the Jersey Boys film to the Mary Poppins film, and I probably prefer the show as well. My eyes adored you. No, I never laid a hand on you. My eyes adored you. No, the guy from the stage, from the uh, New York stage, what's it called? Um, the New York stage? The New York's West End, what's it called? Broadway. Broadway. Board. Broadway. Yeah, Broadway. Um, the guy from the Jersey Boys in that was in the film. Was he? Clint Eastwood went to see the stage production and then made it into a film. He was like, this is good, so he made it into a film. Gosh, get you. Oh, Mandy. Oh, no, that's not Jersey Boys, is it? It might be. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see the show. No, it's Barry, it's Barry Manilow, isn't it? Rest his soul. Is he dead, Barry Manilow? No, I don't think Barry Manilow's dead. Is he not? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, is he not? Barry Manilow. <laughs> oh, sorry, Barry. Is he... Right, if if Barry Manilow's dead or alive, we we just he was a wonderful human being. If he's anyway, great. Can we talk about your bedding? Oh, we should clarify how we know this. Um, nothing's happened, Gene Devers, since we last spoke. But Jordan and I were on a little FaceTime together. You were giving me a little tour of your of your premises because I realised that I hadn't actually properly seen it still because of obviously all the restrictions and. We went up into your bedroom on on the FaceTime and you showed me your bed and your duvet had been folded into a square. Yeah. So it didn't spread over, you know, like every other person's duvet spreads over and tucked under the pillows and sort of hangs down the outside. It was folded into a really small square on your bed. And I thought this was hysterical. And the reason is... Well, no, William, darling, why is that? Why is the bed like that? Darling. Darling, I went, what? Why is the bed like that, darling? Why am I sounding like my mother? I don't know. It's been a long time since we've done this. I'm still warming up. (laughs) Just go with it. Right. So so I said, oh, my bed, basically, it's it's Scandi. (laughs) How do they do it in Scandinavia? My mum got me a Scandi book for Christmas last year. It's over there. It's on my coffee table. And I just read, like, and it tells you how to, because I I like that design, don't I? Because I'm... Yeah, but you live in North London, not <laughs> Scandinavia. And they and then they, they fold the bed in like a square on the. It looks cool, I think. I think it looks cool. Ben's into it, aren't you, pal? Yeah. I tell you what, it looks like. You know, when somebody dies overnight, and then they go into their bedroom just to sort of tidy up their room, and they sort of like put the bedding in a little square. That's what it looks like. It looks like you've died. What, like when Barry Manilow died? No. <laughs> Help, we killed Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, title of the first episode. I, I want the G&Divas to, to help us out on this, and I'm sure we'll do a poll on, on social media. Does anybody actually put their bedding like that, or do we do the conventional tuck under the pillows, pillows, uh, rest of the duvet hanging round the three other sides of the mattress? Okay. Ben, how do you do your bedding? Just Do you do it like Jordan or, or me? Nod once for Jordan, nod twice for William. Yes, quite. Twice for William. Just get over it. You, did you enjoy my guest bathroom, though? That looked nice, didn't it? Yes. Are you, you're you an odd little fish because <laughs> there's so much about you that just doesn't sort of tally. And oh, your bedding being weird, obviously. You getting excited about Robbie Blake. Um, you liking all your pints and all that. And then you've got little, like I do, really. So it's, it's quite flattering. Little hand towels. 
folded up little individual hand towels in your bathroom with a little basket to pop them in. <laughs> I know. I proper judged that bathroom up over Christmas because I thought. Who gave you that idea? Uh, you, really. And then I went into Dunelm and just judged it up. Got a candle from there. Actually, my, my mother gave me new ones over Christmas as a, as a tree present. I got eight new little individual hand towels and I said, oh, we obviously were opening our presents on Zoom and I went, oh, th- thanks, thanks very much for this. And uh, and she said, yeah, well, they're looking a bit manky, your current ones. <gasps> mums, see, mums are honest for stuff like that. They are honest. Mums, mums are honest, yeah. Oh, don't get me started with my bloody mum. This kitchen's doing me head in. Christ, I wish I never said out now. Have you, have she got a new nephew yet? Uh, we, we set a budget and she goes, George, it's me. Um, so I've seen these tiles. We're slightly, slightly over budget, but oh my God, they're gorgeous. They're absolutely <laughs> gorgeous. I'll send you a link. Let me know what you think. It's just slightly over what we agreed. Oh, for God's sake. So then, yeah, and then I was like, right, okay, she went, so these tiles, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, mum, I'm about to go on air. I've got three minutes before going air. These tiles, they need a bloke who specially fits them. So will you be able to pay his accommodation whilst he stays over for Accommodation? What I'm like, can't you just get me Uncle Brian to fit him? No, Jordan, they've got to be specially fitted. I was like, I, w- I wish I never, wish I never said out now. <laughs> so, yeah. Did you scre- Did you have to scream, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here on the phone call? No. Sorry to mention it. If I had a pound for every time, someone cracked that joke. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, seriously, that thing we're not mentioning. How have Wait, you been? Wait, we can mention it. We can mention it. How have you been? Uh, yeah, I've been all right. It's been pretty busy. Like the, the week running up to Christmas was pretty busy. Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, the DMs are a bit weirder now. If I'm honest, right? Okay. I mean, were they weird before? They were. It got the odd one, but now there's like more than the odd one. You know. And, and when we say odd, just you know, like uh, I learnt my lesson a couple of Sundays ago. I was just scrolling through, and uh, I opened a picture. Never again. You know, okay. nearly, nearly choked, nearly choked on my broom there to me. housemate going, Joe, is, is that a mole or a person? What do you think? That kind of thing. Um, right. So there's that. There's, it, yeah, you know, they just, before you go in, they brief you and warn you about things, but they never tell you that about DMs um, that are pretty weird. Couple of couples as well. Okay. Asking... Um, and these are random couples you don't know. Random couples asking if I uh, if I want to join in. So okay, that's nice. It's very inclusive. Uh, yeah, there's one who keeps sending me pictures. I'm not looking at him though. I've blocked him. And there's one that I looked at. I went because you do sometimes. I went on the profile. Well, you like, don't. They're really but... they're really high up in the civil service. No wonder the country's on its arse. It's you they wanted on your art. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, apart from that, I'm fine. Just need to stop reading the DMs. It's mm. very neurotic and narcissistic, I suppose, isn't it? Yes. Uh, well, talking of narcissistic, it's time for Jordan's joke of the week. I made the mistake of telling my suitcases that we won't be going anywhere this year because of the pandemic. And I'll tell you the punchline after the break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I made the mistake of telling my suitcases that we won't be going anywhere this year because of the pandemic. I'm having to put up with a lot of emotional baggage. <laughs> That's nice. It's a nice clean one. Are we finished? Stephen King's oh. got a son named Joe. Joe King. I'm not Joe King, he is. Um, thanks to uh, Dad Jokes, the book that I got for Christmas for that. That's not the cheesy Hey, we've edition. got loads of... We've got loads of jokes in here. They're going to keep us for the whole series. Hurrah. Well, we might. Maybe next week we could bring back William's wacky word of the week. Oh, we could do wacky word of the week and Jordan's joke of the week, alternate them. That's a good idea. All right, next week I'll have a word ready. Um, now, uh, Gene Divas, we are still hoping that we can go on tour in May. Uh, so if you haven't got your tickets yet and you want to see us live on stage, then please head to sexatmyboss.com slash <laughs> Sorry, I just got another good one here. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh, we're going to have so much fun with this. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, I should have read this. Sorry, I was just flicking through that then while you're reading the script. Yeah, great. William Shat... Will- <laughs> oh, I'm going to send my dad this. <laughs> right. William Shatner wanted to start up a line of women's underwear. Unfortunately, Shatner panties wasn't the greatest brand name. <laughs> <laughs> Jolly good, right? Oh, we're gonna have fun this this series with that. No, it's it's weird. I haven't said this since uh, since the start of September. But should we do some listeners' questions? Yes. So this is what we do. The best part of the podcast: we answer your questions. We help you with your everyday dilemmas. This first one is an anonymous question. Dear William and Jordan, I was watching a video of William on Instagram where he talked about the importance of eye contact. It got me thinking, as I'm quite shy and find it hard to maintain eye contact, especially with strangers, when having a conversation, and I'm worried it comes across as rude. Also, when meeting new people, I'm bad at introducing myself and often don't say much. Again, I'm worried that they think I'm rude or standoffish. This is especially important in work situations where making a good first impression counts. What are some simple things? things I can do to come across as more confident and a more approachable person. Love the podcast, although I'm yet to try a and d so not sure if I can be counted as a and d Keep up the good work. Kind regards, 
Anonymous. Now, I feel this is one for you, Jordan, because on your bed, as in your bedroom, as I noticed on our FaceTime tour, was that 1930s book that you still harp on about, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I've got it here on my desk. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Don't, because you make it sound like I'm some sort of con. It's, it's, there's, no, there's nothing in that book <laughs> that's, that's surprising. Well, it, it was in the 30s, but, you know, since then, 90 years later, it's fairly standard. I wouldn't worry about this too much, you know. Um, there's an old saying that you don't always have to be the loudest voice in the room. I mean, sometimes the loudest voice in the room's heard, but it's not exactly taken in, is it? Don't mean that everybody listens to their opinion. Um, <clears throat> Jordan, and look, hey, come on, is it important to main eye, eye contact? Oh, absolutely. Yes, when you meet new people, those those first seven. Remember, we judge someone within seven seconds. That's what the Harvard study of communications taught us, and. Yes, you can be very intimidated by by eye contact. Some cultures, it, you don't make it for, for as long. But in the West, generally, good eye contact is key. I always say to people, uh, you want to look at somebody in the eye for long enough that it takes for you to register what their eye colour is. Not sort of just like blue. We want like a dark blue or a light blue. Be, be quite specific about it. That's how long you should make eye contact. And it's a skill. It's a muscle. You have to train it. You have to get used to doing it. Um, and the more you get used to doing it, um, the better. There are simple techniques you can do. Now, if Jordan, we were together recording as we would usually do, sort of outside of a pandemic, I would do an exercise with you now where we would stare at each other in the eye for 10 seconds. And this is, you can do this if you're a nervous eye contact person, do this with, find a partner, stare at them for 10 seconds, set a top, stopwatch, hold it for 10 seconds, then you'll laugh. It's all a bit awkward, la 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 la. Give it a bit of a break, then set the stopwatch for 20 seconds and then stare at each other without blinking for 20 seconds. And then you increase it by 10, 20, 30 seconds each time. And by the time you sort of are looking at each other, you can then start to blink for two minutes. It's not awkward anymore. Do that every time you're about to go into a networking event or a party and you will find that your eye contact confidence increases. So that would be my technique. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's really good advice. So anonymous, just practice it with your friends or your family or your, or your other half. And yeah, and, and you'll soon build up more confidence. I'd say it's actually a good thing that you're not great at eye contact because where I'm from, if you look at someone in the eye, they might just punch you. So like, if, if you walked into a bar in Burnley and started eyeing someone up, like, so, you know, think about it that way. Seriously, some pubs we'd go in, I'd be like, just keep your eyes to the floor. I, when we go to a pub, the miners with Jay Rodriguez, I'm just going to sit in the corner and stare in his eyes. You do, you do fancy him, don't you? You do, don't you? And back me up here. What happened when I took you and Ben in the miners that time? And there was a fight, not just between you and Ben, but there were three fights. <laughs> uh, two, two between some of the locals and you and Ben. I think had stopped talking to each other for yeah. a half an hour. It we, you know. We will admit we are not here to pretend we're perfect, Gene Divas. We have had um, many creative clashes and differences in the past. You know, producer Ben and I fell out in Burnley. Um, it was literally like my childhood, watching my mum and dad arguing in the street in Burnley. And now me, oh, you piss off as well, Ben. No, we don't need you. But, you know, William stormed off in Leeds. Producer Ben and William had a fight then. You know, we don't like to talk about it. Who's the common link? William only showed up 10 minutes before we were due on stage. It was not 10 minutes before it we started. It was. And nobody knew where you were. Next question. 
Dear William and Jordan and producer Ben, I did consider writing a handwritten letter to you with my problem. However, my handwriting is awful and I couldn't bear having William criticise it. See what you do to people. I recently started dating a guy and it has become quite serious quite quickly. He's a lovely person, gentle, loving, caring and funny, but he is common. Very common. Clapping when the plane lands and thinking it's right to hold his knife in the left hand and fork on the right hand when eating. Common. Now, I don't consider myself posh, but lately I found myself siding with William's, no apostrophe, opinion in arguments and correcting Jordan's, no apostrophe, grammatical mistakes. I'm not even English. Hmm. So my question is, how do I go about this? I have tried correcting a few things, but I'm afraid of offending him or pushing him away. It has to be said that he also lives a very unhealthy lifestyle, and I try to correct that a bit as well. So I don't want it to come across as me fixing him or changing him. But I cannot introduce him to my mother or take him for dinner if he cannot use a knife and fork properly. I know, William, you'll understand my pain, and I'm very much hoping you can give me some help on this matter. Again, many thanks and kind regards, Lena. Lena, um, my reply to this is you obviously like him for who he is but a few subtle changes will help the boy and I'm talking from experience here I no longer say I was sat down I was sitting down you know there's certain things that I have learnt from William and other people who are in a class above me so to speak that's that's anyone (laughs) You really do think I should be down the pits, don't you? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> so I, I think, you know, subtle changes. Don't try and change him completely. He's not going to be, you know, acting like Jasper, who's just on a gap year. But just a few little subtle changes will help, and he'll appreciate you for it, because then in a couple of years' time, he'll be like, oh, do you remember when I used to drink juice out of a mug? Or, do you remember when I used to eat potato smileys on sandwiches and have turkey dinosaurs? So, once, when he when he wants his old teas, like me, I have, like, I have turkey dinosaurs now as a laugh when I'm on Gover. So, yeah, your advice, William. Um, yeah, lead by example. Um, gently, gently, baby steps. Uh, introduce him to a new world of luxury. And hopefully, very quickly, he'll realise that it's much nicer on our side of the church than it is the other. And uh, and he'll change. But also, you know, celebrate difference. Jordan and I are, are slightly different, even though he now says sitting, not sat. Um, but we can we still find a way to get on. So cele- celebrate the difference. That That's what I would say. Show him a new way of life uh, and, and stick with it. And yeah, I, I think that's what I would. Um, uh, that's my advice. Next question. Uh, final question comes from Sarah. Dear William and Jordan, I wanted to say thank you for putting a smile on my face during a horrible year. I can't wait to see you live in May. Also, a massive congratulations to Jordan for your time in the castle. Bloody, bloody, blah. Um, I'm 27 and live at home with my mum. Every time I try and plan a holiday, she wants to come along and invites herself, even when I have been invited somewhere by a friend. I love my mum and do enjoy holidaying with her, but sometimes I need a break. How can I tell her I don't want her to go with me without offending her? Yours sincerely, Sarah. Mm. Sarah, uh, this is a hard one. I think you need to stop telling her what you're doing. Uh, no, I think Sarah, and it comes to, and I know, obviously, not now, and I know it. You can't at the moment, but I think this is a sign to move out. I always said I knew the moment I should have moved out was when I was at home and my mum was vetoing my back, 
and we couldn't find the scraper for the Veep. So she used my, she rung my dad, who was working in Iraq. She rung him, so it's like two o'clock their time, I don't know. She's going, Graham, wait, scraper for Veep, I'm doing Jordan's back. And um, we couldn't find it, and he was going mad, because we were like, Wendy, I'm at work, I've not got time for this. And I'm in kitchen screaming, going, hurry up, it's burning. And then we, she just used an old blockbuster <laughs> card from the man drawer. And it was that moment when she was scraping that Vita off my back with a blockbuster card where I thought, I need to move out. And I moved to London. And I think that's the time here with you. Yeah, and I, look, I, I would use, I mean, I presume, Sarah, you live in the UK, but I would use the current um, guidance to help. You know, you can only, if you're going to go and meet your friend for a walk, it can legally only be you and your friend. Uh, so that's a nice, easy way to, to start it. And then, yeah, you, I, th- I think if needs be, in a nice way, if you feel this is appropriate, sit your mother down and say, look, actually, um, I feel that I need to, I need to sort of spread my wings a bit. I love you to pieces. You're so important to me. Say all that. But I would like to occasionally do things with my friend and if your mum takes it badly well hopefully it's only for a few days or so she is still your mother she will always love you unconditionally uh, and it, the re- relationship would heal but yes i think when when possible uh, as jordan says if you can move out and like who wants the mum to go on holiday with him like it's all right if you're going on a family holiday but if you i'm assuming you're single sarah like you know what it's like when you're single you go on holiday you fancy a waiter you Two o'clock in the morning, you got your legs up in air over one of the tables. You know what I mean? We've all been there. Do you want to tell us more about this, Jordan? Well, well you know what it is. You, you know, you lose your inhibitions a bit on holiday, don't you? Oh yes, you do. You know, you know when you like. Oh God, I wouldn't want my mum to come to. I I wouldn't want my mum to... dressing. I wouldn't want my mum to come to any of the holidays I've been on with my mates. God no, you don't want your mum going on holiday when you're twenty-seven and single. No, really, come between you and the dressing gown cord. Oh, don't mention that. God, the great that thing never is, happened. no, that never happened. And if there are any journalists listening to do stories, um, no, sign no, the mail line, go back, go back to series five, episode two, and listen to that one. <laughs> stories for weeks. No, it shut up. It never. You're a knob. It never happened. I never wanted that to go in. That's in the first place, right? I never. That never happened. Okay, Ben, is that is that true? Ben's just Ben's just said in my ear. By the way, we're working on dressing gown belts as merchandise. Are you actually? <laughs> are you, are you, you honestly got that boy? I mean, I I, I admire his capitalism, but <laughs> I, he's a total capitalist. But are you, Ben's just told me that there's going to be help I sex with my boss <laughs> merch dressing gown belts. Love it. G and Divas, don't forget we've got our weekend release coming up on Friday of release week. <laughs> We will be back with you. But in the meantime, if you want our help with something, you can tweet us. We're at sexedmyboss. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexedmyboss.com. Or you can write to William, who promises a handwritten reply on his own letterhead of paper. The address is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. Let me tell you this. It has been great to be back. So thank you. We are all going through it at the moment, but it's good to be back. And we will get through this latest lockdown together, won't we, William? We will. You and me, we're all going to be locked down together like one of your dreams. I'm not... I'm not even... I'm not even... Not even rising to it. Goodbye. Hello, G and Divas. We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. 
stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexandmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexandmyboss.com slash cinema.